Well, hello, everybody, and welcome. Welcome to the Words, Women, and Wisdom radio show, streaming live from BBS Radio in California, syndicating to over 100 stations globally, also on iTunes and iHeart. And today I am joined by my beautiful guest, known as Doc V, who I'll formally introduce in just a moment. Good morning, Doc V. How are you? Good morning, Yvonne. I am blessed. I'm so happy to be here. Awesome. So I am... I'm dialing in from Calgary, Alberta, and you are dialing in today from where? I am in Crystal City, Virginia, right outside of Washington, D.C. Virginia, excellent. So if you haven't dialed into the show before and you're wondering what is the Words, Women and Wisdom show all about, it's about showcasing incredible women. Women who have typically risen from tragedy to triumph and are now out in the world doing amazing things. And I do this work because my own journey growing up involved watching my mom being diminished by my father. He came back from World War II, got a bullet in Dunkirk and was PTSD. He just showed up for me as a little kid, being an incredibly angry man. And I watched my mom literally have the dignity drained out of her. And I never wanted to see that for any other woman. So I set out on a mission to help others, help women in particular to be seen and be heard, to help them to ask for what they want and get it, and especially to have their own income because she became a stay-at-home mom, was a professional businesswoman, became a stay-at-home mom, lost her power, lost her income, lost her dignity. And that is my story. That's why I do this work. So it's about understanding, even no matter what you're going through, even if you are looking at life through a cloudy lens right now, that there are women who have gone before you, who have trodden this path of stepping up from being in a place that needs to show resilience and now are on their way and especially those who are helping others. I love working and supporting and interviewing mission-inspired women and Doc V today has an interesting story to share. So let's just dive right in. Where is it that your passion comes from? Because you are also a, a coach. You are the founder for Defining Paths, your own your own organization. You are also working, I think, a lot with women. I'm not sure if it's exclusively with, exclusively with women, but you are helping them with their redefining, redefining their love for themselves, redefining what they're capable of. So tell me more about how you got started in this work. Absolutely, um, Yvonne, at where to start. Uh, first of all, I am in the online business management, advertising, and authority positioning space. I work with women leaders, uh, as well as the military community, and I'll share a little bit more about you know how I kind of came to the work with the military community. Um, but specifically, uh, I work with women leaders who are who have suffered injustices and or have uh, encountered uh, traumatic situations, whether in life or in career. I help them transition out of the workplace or if they're becoming parallelpreneurs, like we, we, we like to say in our communities, um, you know, meaning staying in the workforce, but also starting their own business. Um, I help them prepare and uh, set up their online business infrastructure for that and prepare them mentally, emotionally um, for the uh, the ability to be an executive. And like I like used to I like to say, be their own boss in mind, body, soul and business. 
So I guess really I kind of came to this, um, you know, really how do we all come to our passion? Pretty much it comes from pain, right? Uh, from pain or trauma wound. And we finally come to a point in our life where we realize or we sit back, we start to assess and we become introspective because we've run into one of these brick walls in life. <laughs> you know, we really, you know, say, okay, I think it's time to course correct. So I guess really, you know, some of my most defining challenges in life, um, thank you for, for sharing um, just also how you've overcome uh, your traumas. You know, I am a product of a divorce. My parents divorced when I was 15. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that is, I had all kinds of daddy issues ensue from that, from abandonment, rejection. You know, my father struggled with uh, alcohol uh, and alcoholism is a disease. You know, people, yeah. people don't process that, but it is a disease. And, you know, when, when, when you struggle with it, I mean, all sorts of things, um, you know, come of it and, and it affects the people around you. So, you know, when they divorce, you know, I was blaming myself, you know, didn't know how to communicate. So ended up with all those issues. And on top of that, on the, well, actually on the heels of that, I discovered that I had a visual impairment, um, a diagnosis that, you know, I didn't expect that um, actually changed my entire life in the direction that I was planning to go. And, uh, you know, and because of that, you know, I ended up hiding from life and living, uh, living a different life, I guess I would say, um, than what I was planning because of that condition. So, you know, I found myself running from that. And then later on in life, when I started to kind of get a clue, you know, I was running from my sole purpose also, you know, playing it safe and accepting a less than role in life instead of, you know, stepping into that more than because I was dealing with people pleasing and what if I'm not enough and all of that, when you think about it, stemmed back to those issues that really started with my daddy issues. It's, it's so familiar what you're describing. Um, you know, part of what I've experienced myself and also part of the work that I do with my female clients. So mm-hmm. those who are attracted to working with me are those women who are seeking to flourish. Yeah. Um, women entrepreneurs, um, more more often entrepreneurs than leaders, although I have a few of those clients who are straddling and wanting to step out on their own as well. But it's yeah. really those who are wanting to have more confident conversations. Mm-hmm. They want to uh, be able to ask for what they want and get it in a polite way and to be able to scale their business as well. So very often they are expanding. They're ready to step up from a solopreneur to a CEO. Don't know so don't necessarily know how to do that. They know they need to hire a team, but they don't have the experience mm-hmm. of hiring top talent and knowing how to pick people, how to lead, how to empower and engage them so that they can actually take a vacation. So that's that's uh, part of the work that I do. Um, going full circle, it's interesting how we look at, you know, what we've gone through mm-hmm. ourselves and then decide on um, a journey. You know, for me, it was initially sales mm-hmm. and uh, sales for an educational company, then 20 years in senior um, HR roles, working from an office administration role into an HR into an HR role, and then working for global talent management organizations, doing a lot of people projects, mergers and acquisitions, and then finally getting a coach certification, executive coach certification, and really diving into some of these topics and looking through the lens of emotional intelligence and, and personality yes. intelligence so that we can really 
you know, each of us bring to the conversation something very distinctly different. And yet here we are both helping people to see the possibilities, to see what what journey they can go on. And it's so often how it is, particularly for women, I think, as you said, born out of personal experience, born out of necessity to make a pivot. And and then you also had um, looked at your own branding. You refer to yourself as the pivot maestro. How did yes. that come about? <laughs> yes, very interesting story. And I would like to back up just a little bit and say, you know, how much we do have in, in, in common. You know, I also found myself in that human resources space, uh, moving out of, you know, um, higher education administration and, and then uh, program project analysis with the government and what have you, uh, particularly in the Defense Department. Yeah. I found myself throughout life, you know, again, dealing with these issues at certain points, you know, I was on a track, but not really feeling like, um, you know, I was on the right track, you know, and not realizing that it was just a matter of eventually connecting the dots, because I believe all of life experience prepares us for our, what I call our sole purpose. So I found myself having to move through different industries, career fields at one point, um, you know, my father took ill. I made the decision to uh, to be a caregiver. You know, and this was, of course, well after my parents divorced, uh, which a which was a very profound time for me, and um, just I guess really a redefinition um, of my relationship with my father. Uh, you know, rediscovery of that of myself, um, of him, and it really impacted. Um, at that point, me and my ability to sit back and reflect just exactly, you know, my journey to that point. And then um, uh, about a handful of years later, I ended up having a, you know, honestly, a life-threatening um, situation, health issue, where I had to stop, Yvonne. I had to stop. I had to breathe. <laughs> I had to heal, of course. I couldn't do anything. I was laid up in a bed for about six weeks. And that time, that's when I started having the idea about my book, Love the Skin You're In, How to Conquer Life Through Divergent Thinking. And that's when I started to connect the dots and understand that the journey I'd been on, even though it was diverse and, you know, people would look at my resume and they couldn't figure out what I did, even though I started creating competency sections and resumes before that was even a thing, because I was trying <laughs> to help people digest my diverse experience. You know, mm -hmm. I would, of course, speak to, you know, in the professional summary, the, the job that I was applying for. Mm -hmm. But people were, I mean, it was so uh, such an unusual thing. And it was, a, you know, I was kind of like an outlier, if you will. They didn't know how to categorize me. And, you know, and we always tend to think with those boxes because labels. Programming. Yes, exactly. You know, and that's why, you know, I have a saying, think without a box. But bottom line, when I had that time to heal and rebuild myself, um, you know, that's when I connected the dots to realize I had to go through all of those diverse experiences. And each time I did, I was pivoting, whether it was in life or career, you know, and I was redefining myself. I don't like to say reinvent because for me, you know, we're, we're perfectly imperfect, right? We're wondrously mm -hmm. made. So there's no reason. I mean, there's nothing wrong with this. So that's why I say redefine. Yeah. Um, so that's where that really came from. And as I, you know, started sharing my story, finally got to that vulnerable point, you know, after doing some work with like Lisa Nichols and Susie Carter and what have you, I got to that point, I started sharing my story more. And I was working with actually uh, my authority position and coach, Mike Saunders, and, and I was sharing just like my diverse background. He was like, oh my gosh, he's the one actually who came up with that name. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
Yes. And then it just, it stuck and everybody, you know, started referring to me in that way. And I started processing. Yeah. You know, I had to go through all of that so that I would be able to relate to all walks of life, no matter your, your age, your religion, your, you know, orientation, whatever. Um, and so, uh, yes. So that's how I came by that name. <laughs> Interesting. So um, for those listeners who are taking diligent notes, that's the first thing is, um, you know, I always say to my clients, you you have a hard you'll have a harder time figuring things out when you don't have the space to do so. So yes. very often um, when I start working with my clients, initially we're looking at, you know, what is it that you need to stop doing in order to create space so that we can have higher leveraged activities because we all just have 24 hours in every day how are you going to utilize that time how are you going to prioritize it so that it's really working for you and you are allowing the space for these new things to come through um you mentioned Susie that was where you know you and I first met in the global leadership program with Susie um also doing some work with a beautiful lady I interviewed a little while ago Jennifer Hoff um and she talks about uh, about the concept of, of stepping out of different um, awarenesses through um, a language of spirals. And um, I think that, you know, she references part of that in her book, uh, Unstuck, as well. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend that book. Um, and I think there's another book coming out soon as well. So interesting that we look at life and we say, hmm, what's coming towards us? Mm-hmm. And how can we choose to respond to it, to embrace it? I don't know if you saw that movie, uh, What the Bleep, a little while ago that came out and it had this um, one scene where there were all these different basketballs that were bouncing mm-hmm. and the girl had to pick one. And as soon as she picked that one, that choice, all the others fell away because, of course, mm-hmm. that was the perfect choice for her in that moment to actually go forward with that idea. Um, So when we're aware, when we have that space, as you said, um, we can create, not necessarily even create, but we can see what is being created for us. And then I think it's more a matter of staying in trust because Mm -hmm. these things do not line up in our timing. It's like the jigsaw puzzle of life has to fit together with all these other elements to make it work. And I. I personally am unusually too impatient. So that's that's my journey to be in. (laughs) Exactly. You know, exactly. You know, and it's funny because even though, you know, that happened to me that first time, you would think I would learn that lesson, but, you know, I'm a bit stubborn. So I come by that honestly, you know, from both of my parents, you know, I went through another situation and, uh, you know, dealing with, you know, a difficult, um, more than difficult work environment, Um, And, you know, a lack of leadership, which started to affect my health and my wellness. And I had to prioritize myself and my, you know, my holistic health. So Mm -hmm. I had to make a choice. You know, I finally, I guess that was the lesson I finally learned (laughs) is prioritize myself, you know, and understand that, you know, if something happens to me, they're going to keep going, right? They're going to pick up and, you know, next person up but that I was put here for a reason and that I have a sole purpose. So it was funny how these things tend to happen in our lives. And if we listen, if we give it that space, Mm -hmm. start to realize and understand why it's trying to make us pivot. It's saying it's time 
to you know course correct or or move along this next path you you've done what we were meant to do in this space so you know on to the next but you know I I'm one of those people I'd be hard-headed and I try to you know (laughs) you know you, you have this whole loyalty thing right and then we tend to think we owe we owe people or we owe life and it's good to be loyal don't get me wrong at all but you know when we stay in a place too long or we stay in a mindset or a situation that is bogging us down and that is not allowing us to move forward, it's actually hurting us, um, then, you know, that's, that's not a great thing. <laughs> no. It's, um, again, you know, lesson, lesson two, you know, write, write down, make sure you've got space, but also I think it's about, um, you know, once we have that clarity that we have seen success in certain areas and we start to see what that sole purpose looks like Um, very often I talk about the analogy of running around in a pond Mm -hmm. Um, so if you're running around um, creating activity all you're doing is kicking up mud on the bottom and as soon as you stop and you stand stock still then let the water settle then you'll have that clarity Mm -hmm. Um, and you can use that clarity to then ask some of those bigger questions because if you don't put yourself first guaranteed nobody else is going to do that for you so it really is a case of put your own oxygen mask on first before helping others and have that have that opportunity in your life that space to see what's coming for you what's showing up that is a gift what is the potential the possibility and we just can't see that when we're serving others worrying about serving others all the time people pleasing as you mentioned um, not putting ourselves first and mm. environments toxic environments are incredibly tough incredibly yeah. tough because when we are fearful about well what will happen if I stop doing that mm-hmm. if I stop having a paycheck how am I going to feed myself we make decisions differently don't we absolutely absolutely and I'm so happy you brought that up because you know I come from a small little, you know, South Texas town, Southeast yeah. Texas town, you know, we didn't have conversations about entrepreneurship or, you know, living life inspired, you know, from that inspired place. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm largely self-taught. So, you know, when I'm thinking about transitioning out of the workplace and, you know, some of your audience might be listening to this right now and thinking the same thing, you know, oh, I'm, I'm secure in this job, but if COVID has taught us anything, if the economics situation has taught us anything Mm -hmm. he doesn't exist (laughs) you know it's it's we really have to become you know the the captain of our fate the master of our souls you know and take hold of and diversify you know so I encourage you know when I start working with folks who are are getting ready to transition out of the workplace and I kind of work in that space right before you you know you you help with the scaling and building up or what have you Um, you know I help put their business together and uh, online and then you know working with the mindset emotional mental piece um, you know I talk about just you know that there's a difference in making a salary and or making a wage and or profit and when you're making that wage that's a set amount right and that wage can be taken away from you at yep. any time, you know, and again, you coming from human resources as well, you know, there are all kinds of ways that people can get rid of you <laughs> and orchestrate whether you, you know, you're performing or not. Yeah. Um, and then if, but if you are, you know, really being your own boss and, you know, you're, you have your own business, then you have so much potential 
um, to grow. And, um, you know, and that's a whole nother piece to life and living. You know, when you think about societies we were created on, on entrepreneurship. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you've, you know, if you've ever heard of or read the, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad mm -hmm. um, book, um, for example, you know, you, you will end up having your salary and your potential capped if you work for somebody yes. else. Yes. Simple fact. And then, as you say, being, you know, 20 years in senior HR roles, um, training leaders on how to have those performance conversations, mm -hmm. um, how to, and, and the individuals, how to ask for a salary review and get it, um, how to get that promotion, how to make sure that they're supported. It's, it is an art. Um, when you know how to speak to the value that you bring for the organization, that is an incredibly valuable skill. Also one that is portable to transfer over into your entrepreneurial life as well, yes. though. Because even in, a, in the entrepreneurial world, I was actually just updating um, my Flourish program. Um, one of the, the modules in that, it's, it's three, three primary modules, visualize first, then monetize, and then optimize. And mm -hmm. I was working on an update in the monetize section of um, the, the business uh, planning piece, mm -hmm. looking at um, different revenue models. Mm -hmm. and, and it was interesting to reflect back on, you know, how do you how do you transition and calculate your salary and mm -hmm. what you want to earn? Because most of the people coming out of the corporate arena are really stuck in that mindset of what's their hourly rate. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, have an hourly rate internally that mm -hmm. you want to be earning, but have that based on the total maximum number of hours you want to work less vacation, less sick days, less stat holidays, less, <laughs> less, less, so that you come up with the total number of hours you could be paid for. And then, you know, whatever your salary is, you want to earn 250,000, for example, um, then divide that by the number of available hours. And that becomes, um, that becomes your hourly rate that you base things on, but then bundle your services to make sure that you're really adding value. If you go to a dentist, you don't want them to be paid by the hour. You just want that root canal fixed. <laughs> and you want That's it right. pain free. And you don't want to be there for hours and hours. Mm -hmm. And yes, you don't mind paying their fees because you want a hygienic atmosphere. You yeah. want to have that music, the headphones, the, the assistant that comes in. You want to have the aftercare and you want to know that they were fully trained and they're keeping current with technology and they have the latest tools to get the job done. That's what you're paying for is the outcome and the result. And I think that's one of the biggest switches that I see with my clients, because a lot of times when they come to me, um, they're in two spaces. They either have the, the growth already and they're working themselves into the ground and they realize they haven't taken a vacation. They need to add a team and shift from a solopreneur to a CEO in their mind and in their business uh, functions, or they're, at that point of being around about a year, they've used up all their savings. The vision is not what they thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. And now they need help to go back and plug those holes in the cheese because yes. the piece is missing. And the main piece being they're not embodying the work that they are doing if they're a service-based business or yeah. maybe that product hasn't been clearly demonstrated what the value of uh, the product is and today as Susie says you know people are not buying vitamins they're buying painkillers right? yeah. it needs yeah. to have a specific outcome and result 
otherwise why are we purchasing it so when when those clients in that one year my mindset um and timeline come to me very often it's like this blank page you talked about joining the dots I often talk about that as my superpower Mm -hmm. because when they come to me there's all these dots scattered on the page but they can't see how to join like we used to have in the in our childhood you know the book with one to two join the three (laughs) so that's what I do is I say okay here's the page with all the dots this is number one this is where we start and then we go one to two, two to three, three to four. And this is the picture that that's going to make and yeah. helping have that clarity because it's kind of like trying to do heart surgery on yourself. It's Absolutely. just too painful. So yes. if you're building a business plan, always make sure you have a line in there, not just for your accountant, but you also have a line for business coach. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. You know, and it's so important to 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 be a part of community and and find those people who uh, who have that expertise. You know, it's nothing wrong with with that, and we really need it. You know, because we can't be everything, right? We can have you know a ton of experience, right, in different areas, but you know, it's it's it takes a lot of time you know, to master each and every one of those. So once we identify, you know, our sole purpose, it's usually in a specific area, right? And that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's the passion. So stick to that because when we start doing all of that other outside thing, you know, by ourselves, then that's like you said, when we run ourselves down and, you know, and then we find ourselves, you know, some kind of feeling, some kind of way or ready to, to give up and, you know, go back to something that we're not passionate about. So I think that's super important. And I love what you said also just about being able to see the transferable pieces. You know, yeah. that's one of the thing I help people do also see the transferable skills because our education systems don't talk about that. You know, no. we're, we're focused more on the philosophy, the theory, you know, those sorts of things, as opposed to the practicality or the application or, you know, the the life, some of the life skills that could really help, um, help us, you know, uh, later in life. And yeah. so, you know, helping, particularly when I'm working with the military community, because, you know, they, they have to be focused in a certain, in a certain way, right? Yeah. You know, um, for, for continuity, for discipline, et cetera, you know. Life or death. Life or death, you know, and it's like that really with with any group, but particularly, I would say with them. So helping them think without that box or redefine, reform their perspective, I guess you would say shifted, you know, into seeing, okay, well, these are the skill sets that I had when I was in service. You know, this was my MOS, but I don't have to go and find a job that matches, you know, exactly my MOS out when the civilian life, you know, what are the transferable skills? What are the things that I learned or that I'm able to do? Or even before they went into service, you know, what, what was that passion? What were they really good at? You know, did they enjoy technology? So, you know, really just opening up the mind and thinking about the world of possibilities. You know, we only use what 5%, what is it? 5% of our brains, you know, and that's often because of the way we are educated and no knock on because I was educated my mother was an educator 43 years no knock on educators you know love them and they should definitely be paid more (laughs) but it's the way that societies have been set up and the way we tend to educate in the box right or if we if not in the box then right outside but we don't teach how to think without it yeah yeah it's very um you know certainly in the traditional world if your parents had jobs 
then the expectation is, you know, you go to school, you get good grades, you go to college, um, and then you get in a job, and then you progress from, you know, mm-hmm. from the the male room or whatever up to the CEO <laughs> spot. Um, but to break out on your own is something that, um, you know, my dad as a stock controller. I mean, he was a very blueprint personality, very mm-hmm. traditional, very stuck in his ways, counted everything. You better be on time. You better not be late. You better be organized. And for mm-hmm. me, I was this opposite you know, independent person as a child, this adventurous person who was out climbing trees. And, you know, mm-hmm. I was never on time. And it just <laughs> used to it just used to drive my dad nuts. And it was only when I started doing deeper work around personality intelligence, mm-hmm. um, one particular tool where I, I, that I love, which is a values-based tool, and I realized I wasn't broken um, yes. because he constantly was making me feel like I was doing something wrong. Constant criticism, which impact, impacted my self-esteem as a teenager. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the truth was that there was four different personality types. He was one. My mom was another. I was another. And then my sister was very much like my dad. And so when I wasn't being recognized for who I was and I wasn't being validated, I wasn't being praised for doing the things that I knew were my path, it made a massive difference and it really put a, a damper on things. So yeah. I couldn't wait to get out in the outside world. I didn't <laughs> want to go back to college. I just wanted to get out and experience life and then I'll figure out what I really like to do and then I'll go back for three or four years and learn it. Yeah. And, and later in life, I, I did. Um, went back and did you know business management, went back and got my focus on chartered HR professional, went back and got a executive coach certification and and I got a 4.0 and that was a university you know based six month long course mm-hmm. because it's a passion to be mm-hmm. helping people to step into their possibility and their potential. So your work includes the online business management piece. Um, that's probably a way more systems oriented than I love to be in. Um, <laughs> my focus is around the conversations part, you know, mm-hmm. confident conversations. That's what I wrote my book about, mm-hmm. um, Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations. How can you have that that clarity in your messaging so that you're not sort of running up and down, you know, waving your arms over here, yes. over here. You're yeah. becoming the lighthouse, beaming out your message so strong and clear that everyone can see it for miles around and being aligned, being mm-hmm. that person. So you're not just saying one thing like a corporate mission yes. statement on the wall you know, yeah. that no one pays attention to. You're not just saying that you are being that person and then people Absolutely. see it, feel it, they feel your energy. So um, what did your, your, your known as doc be? So what's your, um, what's your formal training doc? I don't think we covered that at the beginning. So remember earlier, I said, I'm largely self-taught or have taken trainings and courses and what have you throughout my life, but my doctorate degree, and I always tell people they would never believe me, <laughs> but my doctorate is actually in vocal performance and song literature with minors wow. in education and management. <laughs> Another so overlap. Wow. In another life, I was an opera and classical singer. <laughs> wow. Okay. Very yes, cool. So, yes. really living that um, identity of being able to pivot, yes. to be able to pivot from a place of um, 
not being not being acknowledged, not being happy in what you're doing into defining your own path. So you're living, breathing and exuding that, which I love seeing in my guests. And then also taking it further, you wrote um, a book, Love the Skin You're In. Yes. And, um, and also, you know, how did that book come about? Yes, you know, I, I alluded to that a little bit earlier when I was going through the health condition, you know, I was, had been in a relationship for about two years and, you know, thought that was the man for me and, and found out it wasn't. And, you know, when I was going through this health situation, you know, I had to prioritize myself. And, you know, while I was was lying up there, just reflecting over that broken relationship and, um, you know, and just my life in general, that's when the, I just started thinking about it, my self-worth and valuing me and the, you know, and, and lying there, you know, you hear people say all the time, you know, I don't want to end up on my deathbed and not have completed the thing that I was put here, or the things that I was put here to, to do in life. So right. it really came out of that, you know, I started thinking about all of these life situations from childhood to that point and the lessons learned and why I had made choices that I had made. So really this book, I call it uh, my love letter to society on mm -hmm. my hurts, hangups, habits, and how uh, in my lessons learned how I um, overcame social conditioning and pivoted to value myself, love the skin I was in and how to think without that box. So there's a concept in there. I talk about divergent thinking and just that ability that, that once you start to think without that box, you know, you're able to do things like we've done, you know, pivot across all kinds of career fields and industries. And, you know, you're able to connect the dots and learn, um, you know, a, 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 a plethora of things, you know, so really the book kind of came, it, well, it came from that time period in my life. And what I've discovered is at the heart of everything we do, like making choices, decisions to choose you, you know, to be true to you, you know, to leave a hostile work environment that is killing you because you're under stress. And a lot of people don't connect that dot, that stress is the leading cause of, cause of most diseases. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's where it starts. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, to walk away from that, to choose you, to love the skin you're in, it's okay you know, to prioritize your health and wellness. And so, um, you know, that's really kind of why I talk about uh, loving the skin you're in so much. And I have a course also called Let Freedom Ring, Ring Free. You know, it's that's a part of the whole, the concept also of just, you know, it's okay to think, be, live different, you know, ring free from the norm. You know, society says we should do this. This is the path we should take. You know, we should go to college. We should look for that husband, get our what MRS degree and, you know, and have the 2.5 kids and live in the house with the white picket fence and all of that. Well, that's beautiful for, for some, but it's not meant for all, you know, so we tend to live in this cookie cutter mindset. So really in sharing my story, I was trying to, I was being vulnerable, you know, and I thought I was writing it for the masses mainly, but it was a healing process for me oh. also. And yes. I think that we don't process when we're writing our books, you know, or we want to be authors. You know, some people want to be authors because they love the creative piece. But for us that are in, the, you know, kind of a part of really um, upholding and, and speaking out in this whole mindfulness movement and, and, and you know, um, that we're in these days, 
you know, it's about healing from the inside out. So, you know, yes. you talk about that. And I, and I like in life to be being in a boxing ring. So when you look at the cover of my book, you know, I'm in a boxing ring with all these lights shining down. There's three different versions of me. One as an opera classical singer, one as a, you know, a professor and, and a, um, a higher education administrator. And then, the, you know, I'm in the middle with the with the red suit. And that's when I finally started to ring free, you know, and I've gotten off the mat, you know, and I've decided to define my path and live my life, live and inspire, you know, come what may, you know, and not, and, you know, really tune into my channel and not listen to all of the voices or the naysayers or, oh, why are you doing that? Or, or can you make a, a life from that or what have you? And, right. um, and, and it's okay to dream, you know, it's okay to change your dream because yeah. while I thought I was on the path to, and I was on the path to being an opera and classical singer. I was actually over in Austria, starting with, a, you know, one of the golden age singers, Grace Bunbury, when I decided to come back um, and be a caregiver for my father, you know, but that was a moment in life and time where I had to think about, okay, well, well, what is my, what is my priority? What, what, what does Virginia feel she needs to do? Um, and so that happens, you know, we don't just have a single dream, you know, we don't just have a single passion, we might be more passionate about something. But you know, as I started moving through life and experiencing life and going through these, uh, you know, these different environments, these work environments, and seeing the challenges, particularly of women, you know, I have a saying, as a woman heals, the earth heals, you know, because that's been my personal story, you know, my personal story became my passion from my pain, and then my client mission, you know, so, um, you know, that's kind of the journey and where it all kind of started with the whole love the skin you're in recognition for me, and, uh, and yeah, that literally just popped into my head as I was going through the healing process. Yeah, Uh, well, you created the, you, you consciously or unconsciously had the space, created Mm -hmm. the space, um, or the space was gifted to you, Mm -hmm. um, for you to have that time to reflect mm-hmm. and um you know you talked about the book and I know for myself yeah it was a very cathartic healing process mm-hmm. although it was written specifically with the intention for other women to mm-hmm. start seeing where the opportunities were for them so you know yes it's about self-talk and there was yes. a chapter on um, you know, negative Nelly words and how to, you know, work with them, you know, everyday language that trips us up. There's even a chapter, chapter eight is when no words are required. So how do you hold the energy and presence of leadership without even saying a word at the, at the beginning of a meeting? How do you walk into the room? How do you show up? And sometimes it's as simple, you know, get your pens ready. <laughs> sometimes it's as simple as having a jacket with a collar. Yeah, yeah, that itself mm-hmm. sets that tone of authority. That's why they, you know, even in golf courses, you know, that's why they have the men have, you know, collars on their shirts because it's mm-hmm. too casual. You mm-hmm. add a collar and it just starts to elevate your authority and credibility. If mm-hmm. you're wearing flimsy, floaty chiffon fabric, that doesn't have that structure that says tradition and trust me because I'm rock solid whereas if you have something that's crisp a crisp shirt that has some substance to it that is echoed in how you show up and how other people see you so lots of tips in my book words women and wisdom the modern art of confident conversations that's on amazon as an ebook um it's also on or sound as an audiobook as well. I recorded that last year. So you get my lilting English accent <laughs> <laughs> sharing that. Um, I, I think 
I think it's really important that we don't wait until the cosmic two by four taps us several yes. times on the head. And oh my goodness, as yes. you said, working in this this um, field of transferable skills, when I was working with a global talent management firm, Right Management, as a VP of client services, one of my clients was a, a very well-known in Canada telecommunications company called Nortel. Um, so when they laid off and closed their office here in Calgary, I think there was um, 400, 800, 800 people that were impacted. Mm. And even though they knew that the company was making a switch and for business purposes that they needed to restructure, every single person looks at it and says, well, how is this going to impact me? And there was literally nowhere else in Canada really to go that had that high level of R&D, research and development, Mm -hmm. that they could go to. They literally had to go somewhere like Silicon Valley to find the kind of work. So we did, um, part of my role as the uh, VP was to organize teams of career transition consultants to be on site the day that they got their news so Mm -hmm. that we could help them to step forward, to go out of, oh my gosh, what's being done to me and and what's, you know, on my plate today, the shock factor that their job had just been eliminated. And then for many people, their identity had been lost. And Mm -hmm. how do they move forward and create something that is turning lemon into lemonade? So Mm -hmm. what we're sharing today in this conversation, and I love how this has ebbed and flowed and the overlaps and the wisdom nuggets being shared is really about creating the space to really see what's being gifted to you, what's coming towards you. So think about and pay attention to how are you tapping into the things that you and you alone are so talented at that you cannot not share that gift. If you're going to be writing a book, what's the content that not only the world needs to hear, but you need to hear? and really absorb and reflect on as part of that process so that it is a book that reflects who you are. And also to look at, yes, you can transition from something as structured as Mm -hmm. being in the military, which is a lot of rules and regulations, and take those skills and transition into an entrepreneurial world where you're tapping into the things that you love, the things you've got formal training in and are very good at, that no one would understand unless they'd actually got that sort of camaraderie and brotherhood. So community, the power of community, really important. So I want to make sure that people listening to our conversation today um, have an opportunity to keep in touch. Obviously, Doc V, um, the Pivot Maestro Defining Paths is her organization. Um, mine is Women and Wisdom Media, and you can stay in touch with me on my website, yvonsilva.com. You can also, uh, if you're interested in moving from a solopreneur to a CEO, if you go to my website, there's actually a 10-point assessment. Am I ready to step up from being a solopreneur to a CEO? So you can take that assessment for free. If you're interested in learning more about that personality science I mentioned, you can actually text me. So if you have your pen ready, I'll give you the number. You can text the word code, C-O-D-E, to this number, 403-668-9279. That's 403-668-9279. Text me the word code, C-O-D-E, like crack your personality code, and I will gift you 
one of those free reports sharing your personality, your preferred communication style and the other three primary ones so you can see people around you and how you may be bumping heads with them and what to do about it. (laughs) (laughs) And I believe you brought a gift as well. So your gift is on your website, Defining Paths um website tell me about the gift you're sharing yes so defining paths.online uh, paths with an s is how you can find out everything about us uh, from the online business management our 90-day true vision turnkey solution our executive leadership and wellness coaching our retreats uh we wear into some of everything but the free gift that I'm giving is the the book that I mentioned love the skin you're in and four daily meditations along with that and then a couple of, I believe, the bonuses are some, uh, some of the inspired living and co-authorships that I've done. But bottom line, the uh, it, you can access it from our defi- from definingpaths.online. And um, and if you have trouble, feel free to send us an email at support at definingpaths.info. So our email is .info. Our website is .online. So support at definingpaths.info. And this is all about spending time with yourself. So the supplemental guides, actually, I wrote them, Yvonne, while I was writing the book. I didn't even realize it. Just going through inspirational, um, you know, time with myself while I'm writing the book. And I ended up with four 30-day daily meditations, which I can call words of the day for divergent souls. So, you know, to just kind of keep you in that headspace of deprogramming and focusing in on yourself and, and you know, and just allowing life to come to you at that quiet time that uh, you spoke about. So um, that's a part of the gift package and uh, would love feedback. So tell me what you Excellent. think. Well, I love when give, when guests bring gifts. Mm-hmm. And so there's a few gifts here. So love the skin you're in. You get an opportunity to download that. I went and did that um, myself just yesterday. I haven't read the whole book yet or looked at the other books that are part of that. So great uh, opportunity to learn a lot more about Doc V, about her personal journey, about the work that she does. If you want to pick up a copy and learn a bit more about the work that I'm doing, again, it's uh, hop on Amazon. The book is called Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations. And I think in there you'll hear a bit more about the whole resilience topic, rising from tragedy to triumph, a bit more detail about that story, growing up with my dad, and then also sharing a little bit more about my special needs son and the work that he's doing out in the world to raise money for Operation Smile through his um, artwork. And there really is a beautiful gift waiting for you when you make the space and take the time to listen and see what's naturally coming towards you and respond to it versus trying to you know nail everything down and put it in a you know a 10-year business plan and then wonder why these things aren't necessarily lining up the way you plan them well guess what the universe has a bigger (laughs) plan (laughs) it's bigger it's better it's broader it's more connected because It's based on love. And I'm not getting religious in this section. I'm I'm talking about a spiritual belief that we are here, all of us, to flourish. That's Mm -hmm. why my program, my uh, business program is called The Flourish Program. It is about visualizing it first, seeing what's coming towards you. It's about monetizing it second and then optimizing it last. Because if you try to, you know, 
go into business and implement Infusionsoft on your first week, you're just going to create <laughs> chaos and yes. <laughs> it's just too much. So paying attention to what is it I need right now, where am I going to find that? Look for where you can hang out in communities and be part of something that's bigger, broader conversation. And that's what uh, Doc V and I are big fans of. That's where we met in one of those types of communities, supportive communities. Don't be silent. Don't be sitting wondering. It's time to make a change. So is today the day that you're going to pick up the phone and call us or reach out, download, or is it today that you're going to be feeling stuck and perhaps unfulfilled? We both encourage you to take action today. Take Thank action. you for joining me, Doc V. It's been My a pleasure. pleasure. I've yeah. so enjoyed our conversation today. And I look forward to having you join me again on the next edition of the Words, Women and Wisdom radio show in a couple of weeks, always with inspiring guests who've led from a place of their own personal journey of rising from tragedy to triumph. And here we are with Doc V today. Thank you for joining me and have a beautiful day, everybody. Bye for now. Ladies, a new book is on the horizon. Words, Women and Wisdom, the Modern Art of Confident Conversations. This new book is for women ready to rediscover their inner confidence, take a stand for themselves in life and business by using more powerful language. Words are so powerful and have already changed history. On October 5th, the New York Times published a story detailing decades of allegations of sexual harassment against film producer Harvey Weinstein. And numerous women in the entertainment industry found the courage to go public, banding together with a powerful voice that change is long overdue. Even Oprah Winfrey, television network icon, gave a rousing speech at the Golden Globe Awards in January. The media has showcased the Time's Up Legal Defense Fund. The Me Too movement is flourishing and all signaling it's time for women's equality and change. I believe it's time to give women the verbal agility to create more confident conversations. Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations is the book which provides practical approaches for women to ask for what we really want and receive our request. Hello, I'm Yvonne Silver, Certified Executive Coach and Senior HR Professional, seasoned in business. I teach women to flourish in business by using more confident language to help empower and engage others. This book is the result of over 35 years of my career, professional career, working in four different countries. I've interviewed over 6,000 people in my career for job interviews, executive coaching, for sales and consulting conversations. And I've listened to hundreds of women in particular who are looking for a better way to collaborate. They're looking to be uh, asking for what they really want and heard and validated, especially in business. And women often earn less than men for doing exactly the same job. It's 2018. It's time for change. The modern art of confident conversations explores words we use at home, at work, words that trip us up, 
elevate us and encourage us, and when no words are even required. It is about how to leverage the power of words in a positive, in a collaborative and impactful way. Now I work with women entrepreneurs and leaders who are empowering other women and leading through mentorship programs and my coaching, public speaking, interviews and writing. I'm passionate about women's equality. Why? I grew up in England in a house with a flow of negative comments from my father which destroyed my mum's dignity until she became an empty shell of the vibrant woman she'd once been, belittled by constant criticism and questioning of her abilities. Through my own life journey and supporting hundreds of female clients, I've discovered critical words to ask to get what we really want collaboratively. I know there are critical links between our language, our behavior, our mindset and our success in life. Words from a song can replay in our head for hours and poetry can bring a lump in our throats. I've combined my insights with interviews from influential women, sharing their pearls of wisdom, supplemented with research and reference studies from established scholars. Women are rising up. It's time for women to be heard. Let's use more powerful, positive language and join the rising tide of change. This book is for you, a woman looking to the future ready to embrace significant positive changes in your life by using more confident language. Eliminate those words that drain your power, add words that energize and invigorate and shift from ordinary to extraordinary. Just one word can change your life. I believe every woman needs their own copy of this powerful book. It's time for action and time for change. Order and reserve your own copy of Words, Women and Wisdom today.